important than it ever was, our relationship with Jesus Christ. Every area of our society is being affected by sin and attacks of the enemy. The number of terminal patients is rising and many are being sent home because all avenues of medical and psychiatric health have been exhausted, just like the times of Jesus' ministry on earth. Health have been exhausted. Uh, millions of desperate people are waiting for a powerful anointing that will heal the sick and break the yokes of bondage. Hmm. Today we need to hear the words and commands of Jesus coming out of God's people. We know that all of you follow the word of God, and you do use the word, and you stand on the word. This is what he's trying to tell us, that uh, today we need to hear the words and commands of Jesus coming out of God's people, breaking through the crowds, commanding evil spirits to loose the people, sickness and disease, and to let go of their grip. Blind eyes and deaf ears to be opened. It is more important than it ever was to see the power of God move among his people and the people that we pray for. It is urgent, it is urgent that we realize our Lord answers the prayers. God is waiting for us to take up our authority over the power of the enemy, which he has already delegated to all born-again believers. So would you turn with me to our first scripture in uh, the Bible, Luke 10, verse 19. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, so Luke 10, verse 19. Behold, God, I give unto you, that's each of us, power, power to tread on serpents, that's demons, and scorpions, that's evil spirits, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the scorpions, they had power in their tails. And as the tail would hit from behind, when the person, uh, the thing or the person wasn't looking. So the enemy tries to take us off God. This is what this is saying to us here. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He is warning us over and over. We believe the miracles, the signs, and wonders are available to us every day, just as our daily bread is provided for us by God's divine intervention each day. But we have to keep our commitment to God in order for this to be fulfilled. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's telling us that we have to do our part. 
And that you will find in our next scriptures in Acts chapter 2, 14 to 21. This was after the Holy Spirit had come upon all the disciples that were waiting, waiting, glory to God. And here in verse 14 to 22, Peter is speaking. But Peter, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and he said unto them, You men of Judea and all that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass, and we've seen it come to pass, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see uh, visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. You're hearing about a lot of the atmosphere. Before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. 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 So here the Lord is telling us we can do our part and revival begins with us. Hallelujah. We can do our part. We can tear down the strongholds in our own souls that are trying to prevent us from walking in the fullness of the Spirit. We can start interceding for the fallen saints instead of playing judge. We cannot judge others. We pray. We pray for them. In other words, we can start living like the saints live in the book of Acts. Uh, they were on fire and ready to die for the gospel. Because we know that the Lord wants it all to begin with us. And it's time for that revival. Glory, glory to God. We can allow the Spirit of God to do a deep work in us. And so that the Spirit of God could do a great work through us. Revival, again we say, it begins with us. We are missing the most important part of the gospel. To heal the sick. Open blind eyes and bring out the prisoners from darkness and spiritual <coughs> oppression. God has said that in Isaiah 42, 
God has already made provision by giving us a Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said that we are to heal the sick, open the blind eyes, bring out the prisoners from darkness and spiritual oppression. You pray. I know you pray. You pray hard. You pray together. Glory to God. Are you seeing the fruit of your prayers? When you're not, ask the Lord what is stopping you from hearing the answer on what you have prayed for. It is so, so important, especially as we said before, that we have to live like the saints lived in the book of Acts instead of playing judge. Sometimes we don't mean it. We pray for people that are not doing the right thing, but the idea is don't judge them. Pray. And pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Glory to God. You have the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Let them be manifested through you. We can allow the Spirit of God to do a deep work in us. And the Spirit of God can do a great work through us. That is what he's saying over and over. Lord, use <coughs> us. Use us, Lord. Speak to us. Let us understand what you have for us every single day. Sometimes he may wake you up even while you're asleep, giving you a message. It may be he wants you to pray for somebody. Maybe at that very moment, it could be somebody that you know is in trouble. And if you don't understand why he woke you up, then just pray in tongues and say, Lord, for whatever reason you woke me up, I will pray now. And you pray in the Spirit. Listen. Always have your spiritual ears ready to hear from Him, to hear His voice. He tells us that over and over. He's saying that to us here. We are missing the most important part of the gospel, to heal the sick, as we said, and open the eyes of the blind. Glory to God. We have to continue to do what he has given us to do over and over. We're saying it. The children are hiding in their cyber world and many are experiencing anxiety disorders. What a shame. Children, God's children, and the children of the saved. They are going through a lot too. A one-world system is quickly unfolding, and a socialist society is already in the making. God's people need to educate themselves and believe that God has a greater plan, and he does. And that our lives, he is saying to us, that we are to be the just, just like the just, they say, the just shall live by faith in Hebrews 10.38. Keep that in your heart. The just shall live by faith. When you get to a point where you may want to not even pray sometimes, 
because he's surrounded with attacks coming at the left and the right. Not only the way, you know, things, people may think this is simple with all this, the way the weather is, the way we felt so terrible even, having to cancel church because of the weather. This is, uh, this is really unbelievable, but he's telling us the just shall live by faith. Okay, Lord, you're going to make that up somehow. Glory, glory to God. Even when you hear sad news about somebody that you know, and you know, when you call a chain, we put them on the chain, pray for them. We pray in faith, everyone on that chain. They pray in faith, and we have had such wonderful answers with all your prayers. Glory, glory to God. And why? Because we believe alike. We believe, glory to God, that we are the just and we live by that faith that God hears and he surely answers those prayers. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We need to have a dependence on the Holy Spirit if we want to see great manifestations of healing and miraculous deliverance. You know, many people that we know, in fact, we were talking about that this morning, some people that we had prayed for many years ago and their whole lives changed for the good. Now, the attacks are again after these people making them do the things that God would not want them to be, or working where he doesn't want them to work, where they're influenced by the world. We have to be alert, even though sometimes a job is a good job. may pay good, too. But, you know, the Lord may not want you there. What is his plan? Be sure he'll give you a good job and a job where you can know that you will hear from him and the people too, the people too. You pray for them when they're not safe, but sometimes even though he may, uh, uh, the, the pay may be great, you know, you think the atmosphere is good, he may not want you there. Everything is, do you know the Lord's voice? Do you know when he's saying, walk ye in it, hallelujah. We have to, we have to. And sometimes it may seem strange when he calls us to do certain things. But if it's his voice, you will do it. And you'll do it in faith, he's telling us here. We have to live a total dependence on the Holy Spirit. And we will see these things happening. The age in which we live was intended by our Heavenly Father to be the most miraculous of all the dispensations. This here generation, that's what he's telling us, that we are going to see mighty, mighty works of his. Praise God. It is the miracle worker's age, the Holy Spirit's dispensation. During this age, the great promise is that God will pour out of the Holy Spirit the miracle worker upon all flesh, just the way we read in Acts chapter 2. Hallelujah. 
This is the age in which the nine gifts of the Spirit, including the gifts of faith and healing and miracles, were to be distributed to every man severally, as he the Holy Spirit willed. Jesus declared that the works that he was doing would be continued and that even greater works would be done by the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit in us, the miracle worker. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The miraculous power of God to heal is resident in all believers in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And he's calling us to accountability. Rise up and be counted as that believer that allows the gifts to be used in you. Don't let them be dormant. Hallelujah. His mercy is extended to all and to restore what the enemy has stolen. And God waits patiently to pour out his love and healing balm and to restore broken and hurting people. This is what he keeps saying again over and over. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Only God can heal. When God heals, man does not have to cope with the rest of his life, but becomes a free person, free of the past, of guilt and condemnation, and free of the fears. God heals every wound. Do you know of some believers that have always depended on the Holy Spirit and now they're walking away from God? We do. We do. And that enemy thinks that he will win. But it's up to us. It's up to us to pray for them. To come out of whatever that attack is. The Lord will reveal what it is. You know, it was a, a very interesting thing that I... It's something, you know, when sometimes people come for counseling and you're praying with them and... and uh, uh, sometimes they bring another person for you to pray with, which is wonderful. It's wonderful that that's what our people do. They always want to help somebody else and have prayer for them. And it was after that person had left uh, this past week, the Lord kept saying to me, remember, remember, the curse of the bastard. And I said, what? And then I remembered, yes, this child that we were praying for was in the teens already. The, the, the mother was saved way after, had the child out of wedlock. And that's what the Lord was saying, now break the curse of the bastard. Because that child was born out of wedlock. And I said, Lord, why didn't I remember that then, you know? But I prayed that way. And I will call that person and tell them too. 
and this way we'll be in agreement. We have to hear from the Lord. Listen to what he says to our hearts because the enemy is trying every single kind of trick. Hallelujah. He wants to destroy our faith. Our spirit is the area where perception, visions, and dreams, and discovery of God's revelation and knowledge are attained. The spirit is the profound part of our being. It is the area where we learn to discern God's truth and the lies of the devil. He tells us all the time, test, test every spirit and see if it's of me. The Bible mentions various different spirits, many of which are a hindrance and uh, cause inner turmoil and brokenness. But the Holy Spirit still will reveal any evil spirit when you're praying for family and others. It is important that we listen and we don't rush even the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. I am just going to list here a couple of the evil spirits and then in a little while I'm going to give you a, a list there too. Uh, um, spirit of deception, spirits of error, spirits of fear, stubborn spirits, being proud, proud, haughty, that's a haughty spirit, being too proud in other words, heaviness, jealousy, perverse spirit, that's, that's a stubborn spirit, unclean spirits, any one of these spirits can keep a person depressed, fearful, unable, and unfruitful. You may have some of those in your family. We believe, uh, you know, we know that not all our families are saved, but you may have some of these around you, in some of your family. The Lord will let them ask you for prayer, maybe for something that they want, but that's an opportunity for us to pray for these demonic things that are attacking them also. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can do it. You can do it. Only in the presence of God can we find healing and comfort. The Holy Spirit is ready to heal any brokenness. Nothing is too damaged or impossible for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. He has that healing power and he gives it to us. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Anything negative can hinder a person from enjoying salvation. Any hindering spirit. And we have to be know that when people feel rejected, that's also a biggie. Rejection is a very big thing that people... Um, Sometimes they get in a shell when they feel rejected. But you can pray that spirit out. You can pray in the spirit. Even if they haven't asked you, 
Could be a neighbor that you see going through a problem. Somebody that you know that's not even asking for prayer, but you first pray for their salvation, and then you come against the attack in Jesus' name, because the Lord gives you his wisdom, his wisdom, how to handle it all. You know, I think some of you have witnessed and been through family curses, things that are handed down from the families going all the way back, A specific vows that were in our families, oaths, uh, secret societies, curses passed down, although involved, uh, if they were involved in seances and witchcraft and palm reading. I know you're not as old as I am, but I know that my mother was into these things, and I was a kid, Camille and I, and we were kids, and we saw them. We saw them uh, when they would uh, go to have their palm read or have somebody even come to the house. They used to come to the house in those times, and they'd read your palm, they'd bring that little round ball, you know, and my mother ate it up. She ate it up, you know, because she was always upset with my grandmother, my father's mother, not her mother. And so she always said, yeah, that, I, I know, I know, I know where that's coming from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because she always judged her, you know. And all demonic board games, trinkets, jewels, statues of other gods. Statues of other gods. I remember when my mother had all that. And when I got saved, then I started to get rid of them, you know. And she was up in arms because she lived with us. In fact, his mother lived with us too. And she had hers too, you know. And they, they didn't want to hear anything of this. So little by little when they weren't looking, we got rid of them anyway. We did, you know. And uh, my mother was a grady. Mm, boy. There was a picture on the wall, if you remember, if you were Catholic before, about Jesus, and then they had the heart there, the sacred heart. And I had that up before I was saved, and so I uh, took it down. My mother put it back up, and then she put it back up, kissing it, kissing kissing the heart, because she believed that that was what you do not realizing that that is not of God. That's not of God. But a lot of them still go by those things. We see that. The Holy Spirit has revealed something in our homes sometimes. And that we have to be alert and take care of it. Even the, that Buddha, the, the, the God of Buddha, and if you remember, if you were Catholic too, after you made your communion and confirmation, I know that we got that little pocketbook and it had those, um, what were they? Scapulas and things like that. And uh, I never, never thought to get rid of it, even though then I got saved and threw everything out, didn't even realize I had that. And then when I was cleaning out our bureau drawers, I said, wow. I got that all this time. I should have got rid of it, you know. But you don't, you know, the Lord probably was telling me and I wasn't listening. 
But we have to be alert to all of these things, any of these things, he's saying to you. Anything representing a deity or false gods cannot be allowed in our home because it will disrupt the whole atmosphere, even our thoughts and feelings and emotions. These things can be very evil and are an abomination to God. If you realize that, uh, I don't know what uh, I. You probably heard me say this a hundred times. I used to teach a communion and confirmation class, and then um, I heard some things, and I was reading the Bible, and what they had in the class was that we're to tell the children that when. Uh, they crossed the, uh, the, 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 when Moses crossed the ocean there, that it was, uh, what do you call it? Uh, dry ground. What? Dry ground. No. no they didn't say dry. dry. They no. were saying, uh, it was like, the, uh, it was muddy and the, the yeah, carriage it was like, wheels got stuck. Right. It was damp ground yeah. or something, you know? And so I said, mmm. I said, that doesn't say this. This says dry ground. So I called up the priest. And I told him, and he says, oh no, we don't go by the Bible. Well, it was like something came down on me and woke me up so fast that I had to stop it. Uh, teaching, and that's how eventually we got out of the Catholic Church. I know they have the wonderful uh, Holy, this Holy Spirit movement in them which is marvelous, you know? So not that you want to talk against things, but the idea is that as I learned, I was really shocked to think that I was being a part of things that were not of God. And that's why it woke us up. It wakes us up to make us be alert more than ever. Now, now that the enemy is mad about everything else, you know? And that we know we have to get these things out. Unclean things draw unclean spirits like porn, language, infidelity, unclean romance novels, child abuse, and the other stuff that is, they dabble with are one of the answers or reasons why we have such a high percentage of rebellious children and teens, rampant infidelity, divorce, and emotionally strung out and depressed people. We don't realize that a lot goes on in the schools. Not only as I tell you all the time about how they're allowed to dress, but about what the kids talk about, about what they believe, what they're living in, and what they want, what they want to be, and it's not good stuff. So would you turn with me to Matthew 25? We're going to read there in Matthew 25. Praise God. Yes, Lord. Matthew 25. And just two verses there. 31 to 34. Thirty-one to thirty-four. What well, must the two voices? 
four verses. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as the shepherd divided his sheep from the goats, and he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right, that's the sheep, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Come, he tells us, to the sheep. So he's telling us that he didn't make goats of these separated goats because they took on a character of goats by failing to respond to the needs of the sheep. We are his sheep. Glory to God. And don't be ashamed to say, Bah, Bah, Bah. Praise God, because we follow only him. Hallelujah. They're not the ghosts. So that's why it's important that we realize what he's trying to tell us. That we forsake iniquity and love God and others with a pure, unadulted heart. As soon as the person takes action to clean house and bring all the captives, all demonic strongholds out in the name of Jesus, all hindering and even lingering spirits must leave the believer. Hallelujah. A recognizable peace takes over to keep the mind occupied with God's word and pure thoughts and it is a key and imperative to obtain complete healing. Complete healing. Hallelujah. Even in uh, Proverbs, King David said, A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing. But a broken spirit dries up the bones. So... We have to be alert when our bones are bothering us. Or do we have a happy heart? Check the word for every single thing. The Lord, the Lord will show us that even our intellect can have an intense and profound influence on our spirit and physical body. Our mind, our thoughts and memories will also affect our spiritual knowledge and general quality of life. The affected, all are affected. We may be able to live a healthy lifestyle and perform our spiritual duties, but if the mind is not functioning well, eventually the person may suffer a breakdown. Be alert. Stay in your word. Glory to God. Thoughts and words are powerful. When they leave your mouth, they have action in them, for good or for evil. Think always before you talk, especially when you talk to an unbeliever. 
Just take a minute, allow the Holy Spirit to hear what the unbeliever is saying and what they're asking or whatever it is, and let you hear the voice of God. You know the difference between the voice of God or the enemy. And that's why you will speak what God gives you. Quick action is necessary to receive restoration and cleansing from the, uh, sometimes from anger, hate, resentment, and condemnation. Hallelujah. Mental healing has to begin its work of restoration. If left untended, these spirits are the roots of many emotional and physical disorders such as depression, frustration, anxiety attacks, phobias, nervous breakdowns, and sickness. Notice, notice if people in your family are starting with these symptoms. Check it out, what the negativity is, what is attacking them. If they're not saved, you can pray for them, and you can bind it. You're not going to cast it out. But on an unsaved, we bind. We bind these evil things. And you have the power to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many people walk through life wearing a mask. Some may have already tried many things to get well, like the woman in the Bible with the issue of blood. They are all still suffering. The only way to receive lasting healing is in God's presence. The blood of Jesus has already paid for our salvation and our healing. Just read the scriptures and pray. Healing of the soul is something God will do. He'll always do that. The soul is our mind. Once a person knows in his heart that he's been restored and renewed and the weight has lifted, he has come out of a spiritual prison. You know, think about, think about the people that you're close with. Does the Lord show you if they're in a spiritual prison? If so, when you pray and you ask the Lord, he will show you the exact thing that is, maybe it's words coming against that person. But the Lord will answer your prayer. Hallelujah. The miracle in all this is that the presence of God is the invisible agent that pours out the healing into the broken soul. God's living water begins cleansing immediately. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, my Lord. Hallelujah. When a person truly understands the meaning of our glorious inheritance in Christ, that person will never depart from serving and loving the true God. Our relationship with Jesus Christ and always using the blood of Jesus Christ. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nick, you want to get out? This here is a list for each of us. I think some of you may have gotten this at one time or another. That's why I'm going to uh, 
Kaji. Okay. God has this, uh, established a promise with us. It doesn't matter what the enemy tries to inflict upon you. He says, I will protect you, and I will be your strength and your refuge. My right hand will deliver you and bear you up above your enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So uh, if you would turn with me also to Psalm 28. Thank you, Lord. Psalm 28. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And in Psalm 28, we're going to read verses 7 to 9. Okay. We all got it. Okay. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoices, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is their strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Saving thy people and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. He is telling us over and over that his right hand will deliver us and bear us up above our enemies. And that's why um, Nikki gave you that list there where it says choose what to do. You got that? Yeah. Choose what to do with the thoughts and don't agree with evil thoughts. That's what he's telling us here. Also on the bottom what it says, because thoughts come to us, it doesn't mean it came from us or God. Thoughts come to us from the enemy. He uses a lot of tricks to get us to think that it's from him. If you just look over there in the left corner, all under that column are Holy Spirit thoughts. Praise God. Look at all the wonders. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, Goodness, faith, meekness, self-control, which is temperance, and the Holy Spirit fruit. Now, in the second column are demon thoughts. So whenever you're praying with somebody and they're mentioning things that are in this here column, you will know that it's of the flesh. You see, if they have unforgiveness, resentment, bitterness, jealousy, hurts, that's not love. That's for sure. So when you're thinking about, well, this person doesn't show love, well, then you just go across that whole column to see what you have to bind or cast out. Demon habits, they lead to hatred 
when they're not showing love. God in us is love. If they're not showing love, God is not in them. God is not in them. They may have been saved at some time, but they may have gotten hurt, and therefore they're not showing the love of God. And that leads to, look at how terrible, sometimes can lead to murder. These are those principalities, the demon control. <coughs> if you're not under the Holy Spirit, then it's going to lead to demon control. I'm not speaking to each of us, but for the people that you're praying for. Be aware, so that this way, when you notice, if there's no joy, then what is it could possibly wind up making them do, commit suicide? I'm sure you've known of people so depressed that they didn't want to live. And it's telling us what are the signs of this so that you can pray. Glory to God and come against it. Anything on here that is not a Holy Spirit thought, then you just go across and you see what you have to pray about. That's why this is so important for us to recognize that the Holy Spirit will only bring good fruit. Saving lives physically, mentally, spiritually through you, through your prayers, through your reading the Word, staying in the Word. Do not allow a day to go by that you are not in that word. Keep the Bible available. Even if it's in the car, if you go to work, you know that you will have the Bible with you when you come home. You take it out of the car with you. Glory to God. But that that Bible gets worn out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, more than ever, so that our relationship with Jesus Christ will become the relationship of those who you're praying with. They will want to be like you when they see how your life is and how the Holy Spirit manifests through you that even when you pray with them, how the Lord knows how we are to pray differently for each individual. For what is attacking them? What's going on in their life? Listen with your spiritual ears to the Holy Spirit as he quickens you. And he does do that because he loves you. And like we said, he doesn't want us to be judging one another, but praying for one another. And that's why we will hear his voice. And only his voice will we follow. In Jesus' name.